We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Your call to faithfulness. Have you embraced it? Let's talk about that next, here on Times of Refreshing. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, this is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. We welcome you to the broadcast today. Here on this Monday, we find ourselves in the book of Numbers, chapter 12, verses 4 through 8. A couple of folks decide to speak out against Moses. God has a thing or two to say about that. And along the way, we understand what it is to embrace our call to faithfulness. It's all straight ahead. Join us, won't you? Again, Numbers chapter 12, beginning in verse 4. Here now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, Pastor Napoleon. Open your Bibles to the book of Numbers, and we're going to look at chapter 12, verse 4 on down to 8. Verse 4 on down to 8. You know, I want to talk to you guys this afternoon about our responsibility to embrace the call to faithfulness, to faithfulness. You know, the more and more I'm walking with Christ, I'm getting to know him, enjoying our relationship, things of that nature, the more and more this word continues to come before me, the word faithfulness. It is, it is sometimes in American culture, especially in American culture, just in culture in general, it is hard for people, especially in their relationship with God, to really become completely faithful to him. Realize that when you said, said, when you made, when you said yes to Jesus, saints, you cut covenant with him. You made a commitment. And in that commitment, God is looking for us to be faithful in all areas and aspects of our lives. It is something that at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, Jesus is, he's going to, what I want him to say is, well done, thou good and what? Faithful servant. That is the key. Faithful. Faithfulness. Faithfulness in our lives. This is what God is looking for. But there's a few things here I want to share with you. Numbers chapter 12, verse 4 on down the 8. And it says here, Aaron and Miriam have just brought accusation against Moses. There was a stir about him marrying a woman who was Ethiopian. And in, the, and in this story, God comes down and he begins to speak to, to all of them. And he says this. It says this. Suddenly, uh, let's look at verse 4. It says, suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both went forward. Now listen to this. Then he said, hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. 
I speak to him in a dream. He says, not so with my servant Moses, who is what? He says, faithful in all my house. He says, I speak to him. I speak with him face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So what this tells me is, is that true. And I wrote this down. The revelation of God's person is tied to our faithfulness to him. The revelation of God's person. If I want to get to know God more and more and have him uh, reveal himself to me in a deeper way. What he says here, very clearly here, he says, I don't speak to the other prophets this way. He says, but, but I speak this way to Moses, who is what? I reveal myself to him differently than these other guys because he's faithful in all his house. And for all of us, I think this is the thing. If we want more of the revelation of who God is, it takes us becoming more and more faithful to God. Because at the end of the day, the word faithful here in the Hebrew, this word conveys the notion of trustworthiness. Such that one could fully depend on Therefore, the word can also signify certitude or assurance and belief. I'll say it again. The word conveys the notion of trustworthiness. Moses, through God's dealings with him, he proved that he was trustworthy. He proved that he was faithful. He did not accept the pleasures of sin And the deceitfulness of riches, he chose rather, you know, uh, God and the suffering with the people of God. There was something in Moses' character that caused him to say, man, this guy, that caused God to say, "This, this man is faithful. He was tested, but he was faithful. He was tried, but he was faithful. He was, he went through with, with not only with Pharaoh, but just the, the issues of, uh, of his, his father-in-law and just life in general. You watch and you read the book of Exodus. You read the book of and you see how this man, he was faithful. He was faithful to God. And so it says it very clearly here. I like this. The word means trustworthiness such that one could fully depend on. God knew that he could depend on Moses because he had proven himself to be faithful. And in turn, what did God do? He began to just expose himself to him. He began to reveal himself to him. He talked to him differently than he talked to the other prophets in the land. He made his plan clear. And this is what we want in our lives. He says, therefore, the word can also signify certitude. Can God truly trust you? In the midst of the fire, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of life's dealing, can God truly trust you? In the midst of temptation, in the midst of ridicule, in the midst of things that, that, can God truly trust you? Could he, can he trust you? He says the word signifies certitude or assurance and belief. I want the Lord to believe in me. I want God to feel as though no matter what comes, this person, God, he believed in Job. He said, you consider my servant Job? There's none like him in the land. Test him out. He's not going to buckle. I know what's in him. Can I have an Amen. 
Well, it's the same way in our lives. We want to be faithful. And this word faithful, the word faithful, do you guys know the word faithful, the first time that it's ever mentioned in the Bible is right there? This is the first time the word faithful is mentioned in all the scripture in this particular passage right here. He says, he says, not so, verse 7, with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all, he says, in all my house. In all my house. He's faithful. And so for us, we want to embrace this. We want to thank God for this. We want, to, we want this to become a part of our lifestyle, a part of who we are, that God can trust us because we've proven ourselves to be faithful in regards to our relationship with him. He said, in, in my house. He says, this, he's done this. And for us, I want God to reveal himself to me. I want God to reveal himself to you. I want God to reveal himself to this church and to the world. But it starts with this little word called faithfulness. Amen? Now watch this. Why this is so important. Deuteronomy chapter 7 gives us a glimpse of why this is so important, this particular word. And we'll see it's important because it's, it's actually just tied to God's character. And it's tied to covenant. Deuteronomy chapter 7 God is instructing the people of God, declaring to them that they have been chosen. But then he says something here. He says in verse 9, he says something about his own character. He says, therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy. Now watch this. For a thousand generations with those who who love him and keep his commandments. And he repays those who hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack with him who hates him. He will pay him, he will repay him to his face. Therefore, you shall keep the commandment, the statutes, and the judgments which I command you today, he says, to observe them. This is God's character. It's his nature to be faithful. He says to a thousand generations, he proves himself to be faithful. He keeps covenant to a thousand generations. And I think for us, we have to think about this. The God that we serve, he is faithful. Let me say this to you. God may not show up when you want him to, but he's always on time. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you better ask somebody. How many know that's your testimony in this room today? Can I get a shout of praise to God if you know that's your testimony? I have never known God to be late. Now, he didn't show up when I wanted him to. But I have never known God to be late a moment in my life. I've never seen it. Through the scriptures, I've never seen the Lord late. I've never seen it. Even when we saw Jesus raise Lazarus from the grave and his sisters were crying, Master, if you hadn't been here, our brother would have died. They didn't even know it was a setup for a miracle. He wasn't late. He just showed up on time so that he could show them something about his character that they would have never known had they went through that moment of time in history where God says, just let me, can I, can I get on my clock here? He's faithful. He's always faithful. 
He continues to be faithful. No matter what you're going through in your life, he is faithful. And this same form of faithfulness is what God is looking for us to have in our lives. Now, let me say something else about faithfulness is before we go on to these other, these other areas. You know, faithfulness is not just something that you're doing externally. Faithfulness, and I've said this before, is also a condition of your heart. You can be doing the right thing for the wrong reason. You can be, you can be in a relationship with your spouse and you be there but not really be there. You can be serving in a church and be going through the motions, but your heart is not really there. You can be raising kids. Now listen to me, saints. You could be raising kids and not really... Faithfulness is not just an outward condition. It's not just something that you're doing outwardly. It's something that you're doing inwardly. God is faithful. Faithfulness is His nature. From the inside out, what you see is what you get. And I think it's the same thing that has to happen with us. we got to get to a place. It's like even, now I'm going to say this, I might step on some some toes here, but you're working on your job. The job that God gave you when you did not have a job and you prayed and said, God, give me a job. So I can pay these bills. The money is funny and the change is strange. Give me a job. God said, here, take this. And you can be going to work. I don't like this. Lord, why did God give me this? This wasn't what I prayed for, but you know, it'll do. Boss tells us to do something. Hey, go on. All right. Goodness, I can't wait till the Lord delivers me from this place. I'm not stepping on any toes in here. It's a, it's a heart condition. It's a heart condition. Something's got to click in our minds where we start to do things, not just as unto man, but unto God. When it becomes a heart condition that, God, you bless me with this. I'm going to do what I'm doing as to the Lord and not unto man. And as I do it as to the Lord, God, oh, can I have an amen, that he rewards me openly. A lot of times we're asking for breakthrough, and we are showing the work up on time. We are getting there. We are getting our work done, but our hearts aren't right towards the work. And God is saying, why should I, why should I bless you? We're praying for breakthrough, and God is saying, well, how, you're doing everything right, but are you faithful in your heart towards what you're doing? Are you faithful to me? This is what God is looking for in our lives. And saints, there's a blessing that comes with us being faithful from the inside out. Go to uh, Psalm chapter 31. Let's go to Psalm 31. God is faithful from the inside out, and he wants us to be faithful. Verse 22, look at this. Psalm 31, 22. For I said in my haste, I am cut off before your eyes. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplications when I cried to you. Oh, love the Lord, all you his saints. For the Lord preserves the who? And fully repays the proud person. He says, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope, he says, in the Lord. O Lord, O love the Lord, all you as saints, for the Lord, he preserves the faithful. The word preserves there means it means to guard. When we're faithful, the word, the Bible says clearly that he'll guard you. 
This word preserved means it means to keep you. It means to observe you. It means to preserve you. And it means to hide you. When we're faithful, God comes in. And not only does he reveal himself to us in greater measure, but the Bible is clear here. He preserves you. He'll guard you. Do you know that the the schemes and the devices that the devil has assigned to your life? The ways in which the enemy would love to tear you down, to buckle you down, to break you down. But the Bible says that if we're faithful, God, he preserves us. He guards us. That means he fights for you. If God could just open your mind and open your eyes just for five minutes to see how much the angels are fighting for your life. Keeping you and preserving you in the way. Don't you think you made it home and you making it through this rain just because you're a good driver? You better ask somebody. Can I have an amen in here? Stop thinking that you just, oh, look, I'm just good. I just got a great, oh, my driving is so good. And the devil is alive. God has got them angels saying, watch out, clear out, get out of the way. Move out of the way, demons. We bind you in Jesus. Can I have an amen? This is how God is doing here. He, if you're faithful, he'll guard you. If you're faithful, he'll keep you. Saints, you are not keeping yourself. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? If it wasn't for the Lord's mercy, we would all be consumed in this place. But God is a keeping God. He keeps you. He keeps your mind. He keeps your emotions. He keeps your thought life right. He keeps your fix right. A lot of times people don't realize that they think, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just very resilient and I'm tough and I'm strong and I'm doing it. The devil is alive. God is keeping you from jumping off a bridge and killing yourself. It's God. Can I get some air conditioning in here? Because I'm about to start running through this church. <laughs> Saints, listen. God, he'll keep you. He observes you. While you're sleeping... He's hovering over you. He's observing you. He's watching. There's nowhere, nowhere that you can go from his, from his presence and from his sight. Nowhere. The Bible says if you went to the depths of hell, he could see you right there. There he is. If you went to the highest height, he's there. He's everywhere, and he's observing you. Thank God he's watching over and observing you. I love this. He's preserving you, and the Bible says he's hiding you. He's hiding you. Well, this comes to people that are faithful to God. If you're faithful, the Bible says that he'll preserve you. God wants to do this in our life. This is a blessing of faithfulness. This is the thing I'm looking at. Lord, how can I become more faithful in my life towards you? Stuff, and it doesn't mean that you're perfect in life. But it does mean that I'm faithful. David was not perfect, but he had a heart towards God that was bent towards God. And it just attracted God. His heart was right towards God. From the inside out, his heart, we saw his passion towards God. This is what we want. And what did God do? God preserved David. He kept him. In the midst of his hiccups and his hangups, God, he preserved him. He kept him. And when Saul tried to kill him, he couldn't kill him. When all the Philistines tried to kill him, they couldn't kill him. And to think about, now think about this, saints. Think about this. David was faithful. They couldn't kill him. But think about the battles that he, that he endured, that he faced. We're not talking about somebody just talking about him at work. 
I'm going through a trial. They talking about me. Somebody said, well, who cares, man? People are going to talk about all kinds of stuff. That's why I tell you, listen, y'all, man, I, I, since I was 13 years old, I've had people say, man, you too small, you too fast, you too this, you too hit. You need to grow some hair. You need to let some hair go. You need to do this. You know. I don't be tripping off what people have to say. I'm talking about this man. He, listen, saints, he fought a 13-foot giant. He ran from King Saul, who tried to kill him. He's fighting the Philistines. He's, he's I mean, at one point in Ziglag, they came in, took all of his, his, his wives, his family, and everything, and ran off with his whole family. His own soldiers wanted to stone him and kill him. We're talking about stuff that's real life issues where it seemed like he was going to die. But God, he preserved him. It's the same thing for your life, saints. God wants to do it. But what? David was faithful. He was faithful. He was faithful. Go to Proverbs chapter 28. Go to Proverbs 28. God preserves us when we're faithful. Verse 19. In verse 19, it says, He who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows frivolity will have poverty enough. A faithful man will abound with what? Blessings. But he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. And so we see very clearly here once again that faithfulness brings a blessing. It says a person that is faithful will abound with blessings. This is what we want in life. We want God to preserve us. We want God to cause our blessings to abound, to have blessings that just abound in our lives. He will abound with blessing. You will have overflow of blessings if we remain faithful, if we make consistent in the sight of God. From the inside out, if we remain faithful, the Bible says very clearly right here that we'll abound with blessings. What those blessings look like, I don't know. I don't know what. It doesn't say exactly what the blessing is, but it does tell us very clearly that we will abound with blessings if we're just faithful. We're faithful to God. We choose to be faithful to God. Saints, this becomes a lifestyle. It's the way in which we live our lives. It's the way we continue to go forth and we see God do great things in our life by simply being faithful. Faithfulness is also a perspective. We got to have a perspective on faithfulness. And I want you to see this. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. We have to have the right perspective when it comes to faithfulness. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 to 5. Because our faithfulness is twofold. We want to be faithful in the sight of God, but then God is going to show us through the, through the word that there is a place for us understanding our faithfulness to men and what this looks like. So we want to have, ultimately, and we're going to see this here, our faithfulness to God. But then God's going to show us through the scripture how our fa- there is a place for our faithfulness to man that we also have to understand and have balance with it. Somebody say balance. Look at verse 1. It says here, let a man so consider us. This is Apostle Paul. He says, let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Apostle Paul knew that God had dispensed to him revelation Insight through the scripture. The mysteries of God had been entrusted to him. They had been given to him. 
They were to be dispensed by him under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, and his job was to be faithful with what God had placed in his hand. What's the same thing with us? God has given you the message of the gospel. He's given us, you know, various things in life. He's given us resources. He's given whatever it is. God has given us, but primarily, the greatest treasure that you have is the revelation of Jesus Christ that you share with others. The gospel. He says... In verse 1, let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found what? Faithful. But listen what he says. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by human court. In fact, I don't even judge myself. For I know nothing against myself, yet I am not justified this by this. Listen to what he says. But he who judges is who? The Lord. A production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. <music>